At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with myself, Robbie Musto, and here with my buddy as ever, Robbie Earl, on a Sunday that wraps up week 16 in the Premier League. And what a Sunday it was. Massive game at Old Trafford, of course, a Manchester derby. We'll review that and the Merseyside derby at Anfield and Southampton versus Arsenal. But before we get into those games, Rob, I just want to mm. read out a review. We do ask listeners to rate our show. It helps with our rankings and write us a little review about what they think of the show. And also we're interested in knowing what teams, people and our listeners support and why. And we always say that we read out some of the better ones. So here we go. Common 1197 writes us to say, I became a Manchester United fan in 2013 at the tail end of the 2012-2013 season. I was sick one day turned on the TV and watched Manchester United versus Aston Villa. The game that Robin Van Persie scored a hat-trick and scored that volley. What a goal that was. Immediately fell in love with him and the team. Glory, glory, Man United. So keep those coming through and we'll read out the best ones. But Robbie, oh my friend, mm. my goodness, what a brilliant day it was today uh, in the Premier League on this Sunday. And I don't know about you, but I learned a lot of things today about some of the big contenders. Yeah. Um, we learned a lot about the teams from Manchester. Manchester United won, Manchester City two mm. at Old Trafford, the game that everybody's been waiting for. It means now that there's an 11-point gap uh, between City and United. But let's get into the game first, yeah. Rob. And so much to talk about. Well, Shall we? Yeah. Do you want to start with just the team and the lineups and, and any yeah. surprises there for well, you? Well, it's interesting because we, we did a, a tactical breakdown uh, with the two teams. And City, I thought we, we both felt were a little bit easier. David Silva played with Kevin De Bruyne in midfield. Yeah. We thought Aguero or Jesus, Jesus started the two wide players, yeah. Sane and, and Sterling, all the usual runners and riders. You thought maybe Manchester United might change the shape of it with Pogba not playing, going to three in midfield. Yeah, that, that would have been the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and three, three, at, the back. And, and three yeah. at the back. So, they big didn't. changes, different. <laughs> yeah. Straight away, Pep Guardiola goes with something like almost like the false nine. So, in th- by that, I mean, Raheem Sterling played in central position but withdrawn. He had Jesus often on the left side wide. He had Sane on the right side wide. He had his two midfield players in good positions, Silva and, and De Bruyne, with Fernandinho beside of him. Now, what that did at times, it meant that the two centre-backs were getting drawn into deep areas to, to pick up uh, Raheem Sterling. Mm. And then the threat was maybe coming from the wide areas in the pitch. And their movements and rotations and the outnumbering Manchester United in the middle of the, middle of the field just meant that the back six, which he was, back four in Herrera and Matic for Manchester United, couldn't get near the, the ball, yeah. Rob. That they spent eighty percent of that first half chasing shadows. Yeah, we had Roberto Martinez in the studio today, and mm. it was really interesting yeah. getting his take because he studied Pep for a, a long, long time yeah. and knows. And he, he actually called a few of these out, yeah. you know. And it was fascinating to to hear it. Um, 
And with Raheem Sterling playing as a false nine, that was something I don't think Pep expect, uh, Jose, Jose expected. No, no. And he had, he had mound, nothing. He? he had no idea how to stop it. Because what it meant is that the midfield of United was totally outnumbered, which gave the game control, yeah. possession, Correct. territory to Man City. Now, for the most part, that was okay because they weren't creating too much. No. But of course, then the goal comes from a corner kick. Um, you know, it's, it's followed in. It's, it's kind of nodded down. It falls yeah, perfectly Silver. for David Silva, who scores a goal from there. And then things open up. United get an equaliser, and we go on from there. But I just think the theme, the tactical theme that we're so interested in, was really won by Pep Guardiola yeah. because, you know, whether people say that they didn't create that much with the possession may be true. But I tell you what, and I can I can speak from some experience. Mm. Here, I'm sure you can as well, Rob. When you're chasing a ball oh. for a long period of Nothing time worse. against some of the best sides. It's exhausting not to have the ball, not to have possession, to, to keep you know trying to win the ball back. And United spent pretty much all of the game and trying to do that. Let me tell you, Andres Herrera and Nemanja Matic will be lying in an ice bath somewhere, yeah. panting. They're, they're, they're that much running. Should Jose have done more to help those two out? Lingard yeah. played in front of him, Rob, as yeah. a number 10. Yeah. He sits I, on Fernandinho, and that's quite an easy job, and that's okay, but and, and that was had, not and, the and issue. And in fairness, they had a couple of opportunities where they were looking to counter and, and go quickly. The, the, the final ball wasn't good enough and wasn't able to, to uh, penetrate Manchester City. But you're right. I think we're looking at it and you're thinking, somehow you've got to wrestle a bit of the control away. And I've kind of got my new phrase. I was thinking about it as we come up. My new phrase for, for Manchester City because... Pep, yes, he, he tweaked the system a bit, but it's a certain way, it's a certain possession, it's a certain style. There's no big, you know, things aren't going well, let, let's go a bit more direct or any of that. Mm. And, and, and my phrase for, for, for Pep at the moment is, football will find a way. Now, it, that might be crosses, it might be clever plays, it might be individual skill, it might be balls. Today, it was through a little bit of luck. But you kind of yeah. earn your luck when yeah. you have that much possession and you work teams and so you, hard. And they forced the corner yeah. with good football. Yeah. You know, it, it was a good save from, from Sane. Uh, from, yeah. from De Gea to the top. And, and yeah. Silva goes and scores from, from that goal. The other one was, was a, the other set piece. So I, I just think that, you know, Pep Guardiola's style and the way he plays, he's not going to go away from that. Today, Jose Mourinho almost looked like he wasn't going to go away from what he wanted, that structure, the two in front, and whether he thought... You know, six can defend behind the ball and those four up top can go and win it. They couldn't in the end. He, he, in some respects, he got it wrong. And I think that upset Jose more than anything at the end of the game. That Deep down, his, his arch rival has come to, to Old Trafford, possessed the football, and in the end, had too much control of the game that, that Jose really, and Manchester United, really had a chance. And also for, for a Mourinho team that plays in a way where they can't afford to... Con, uh, to concede goals from set pieces. No, Two goals yeah. against Man City from set pieces. Jose's team. That, that will, will, will be horrific for him. Yeah. I, you know, I think there's an element of luck to the second goal and Otamendi, yeah. you know, Lukaku tries to clear it, comes off the back of somebody else and they score and they go up 2-1. Yeah. Um, but like it. you said, they, they earn the right to, to, to have that situation. Mm. And yeah, I, I think it was football. It was proactive football that beat reactive football. Um, and I think, you know, from on a bigger picture of Manchester United now, Rob, I mean, <clears throat> 11 points behind. Yeah. And I think we've, we've, I, I've criticised uh, Manchester United at times this season for the football that they play. Yeah. And you've always been, and I'm agree, I agree with you that it's okay if they win. Yeah. And if they find yeah. a way to get to the top yeah. and they win this way, mm -hmm. United, Manchester United want to win again. Correct. And they brought in First, a manager yeah, to, to win. Yeah. And now he's had, he's had some windows. He spent a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And now they, yeah. they must realise they're not going to win the title. Are they going to be okay with this football style yeah. to the end of the season mm. into another opportunity for Jose Mourinho? Or are they going to be like, well, you know what? 
I'm not really getting entertained and we're actually not winning when we need to. It's a really it, good point. Yeah. It's a really good think? point. I think he's got another, let's say, two windows. So, so by that, I think he has to strengthen the back line so it becomes a Jose Mourinho back line that doesn't concede those goals from set pieces. Look, did he had it at Chelsea? Did he had it at Real Madrid? He had it into Milan where they, they, he, he has almost this security like, you have the ball. I read a great line uh, about Jose Mourinho this book, apparently in his book, and he said, he who has the ball has the fear. And I thought it was a brilliant line because what basically he's saying is, I don't mind you having it. Have it as much as you want. Because, by the way, as soon as I win it and, and I, and I counter-attack you, I can hurt you. Now, mm. his best Jose Mourinho teams can do that and can win games, Rob. This defence still is not quite at that level. Brilliant goalkeeper, but the back four still needs a little bit of work. And at the other end of the pitch, Rob, I know Romelu Lukaku is having a little bit of a tough time, but when you get a chance presented like him, six yards out from goal, and yes, it goes down as a fantastic save for Madison. It hits him in the face. I think top-class strikers in Jose Mourinho's teams have put them away, and that's 2-2. He was $116 million, Roman Lukaku. Nemanja Matic was $52 million. Uh, Lindelof was $50 million. Mm. Um, now, poor Pogba. I mean, yeah. I, 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 how, yeah. mm. how much was he missed, and would he have made that much difference to this match? He was missed... I think he would have made a difference because I think he would be. He, he brings an energy and another body he, he wouldn't in there. Have, he wouldn't have made a difference to City's possession. No, correct. But he might have made a difference to to on one the of their counter breaks. attacks, one of their right. breaks. And he's got the energy in there that I think you could probably have gone him, Matic, and Lingard, and all of a sudden you've got good energy and Matic with with his tactical ability thing. So it's a shame that we got the red card against Arsenal. It is what it is. But, you know, let's take nothing away from Manchester City, who dominated the, the, the possession and ended up winning the game. A couple of interesting points that came out of the game. And Jose kind of, in Jose's style, wanted to talk about the Ander Herrera penalty claim that I didn't think was a penalty. I thought there was, coming together with two players, I thought Herrera made a moat, tried to make the most of it. It, it. it was a half dive, half contact. I thought the referee got it right. Jose wanted to make a lot of that after the game, which in Jose's style is a little bit like... Well, we're not talking about the chances. We're not talking about the goals yeah, conceded. And my striker missing a good opportunity. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking about the penalty kick. So not an awful lot in, in, in that for me. I think we're at the stage, Rob, where we've got, we've got to start talking about City. Yeah, and talk where, about where are they? I mean, yeah. it, it's 14 straight wins now in the Premier League, most in, in, in any single season. I mean, where do we get to in terms of where do they stand? Unbeaten so far, not amount of goals. Amazing, you know. amazing so far. Uh, do you know tell what is amazing, um, before we maybe we start talking about that, is that the front three players, mm. Leroy Sun is 21 years of age, Gabriel mm. Jesus 20, Ryan Sterling on Friday turned 23. Yeah. That, that's a really young uh, age for those players. Mm. And I'll tell you something I thought of before the game, Rob. I'm not sure I got it out on air yeah. today before the game happened. I wanted to see Leroy Sané and Raheem Sterling in particular. So I, wasn't, I wasn't sure whether Jesus was going to play. Yeah, yeah. You know, these two young players that have done great for Man City, mm. how good are they? Can they go to Old Trafford? Can they puff their yeah, chest out yeah. and say, you know what, I, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the real deal. Mm. I can come to Old Trafford in a defensive Mourinho team and still have an impact. I yeah. thought Raheem Sterling yeah. was the epitome 
of a young player that has, has come on so much under a manager and he's so confident. Mm. And I thought he absolutely was the difference maker in terms of possession. He got on the ball. He took on defenders, Rob. He was sharp. He worked hard. He took it into corners. He saved time. I thought he was brilliant today. And I got my answers from that question of, wow, these two young players in particular, and there's others, that really feel they're ready mm. to have an impact. And they did it at the highest level yeah. in England. Uh, and, and not only that, Rob, but let's let's talk about Raheem Sterling and where he was under Pellegrini and and you know people saying is he is he good enough and et cetera et cetera. Today he uh, he gave him the responsibility of playing in the false nine position. Oh. The the guy who's got to be intelligent, read the game, accept the ball, find his teammates. You know he's key to the whole thing. That's how much the, this this guy's developed in the thing. And and you you actually just just caught a thought of where I was with, with, with Manchester as a whole. As I was thinking last night about the game and, and where we are with Pep and that, I'm thinking, I know his contract's two or three years, but you, you've got a great point with, it's a young team, Rob. Oh, yeah. Edison's a young, is 24 years of yeah, old. Yeah. Carl Walker's only 27. Benjamin yeah. Mendy's 23. You've got the front three you've talked about. Mm. You've got Kevin De Bruyne, what is he, 26? Yeah, 27? I mean, these, these four or five great years with Bernard, this team. Bernardo Silva, 23. Bernardo Silva, you know, you, you've got a group of, of, of players with additions that are going to come on, and one mm. or two young kids we're talking about coming out of the academy. Mm. This could be... Could we be talking about some kind of longer-term... Dynasty? Dynasty, as we had at, at, at Old Trafford in, in the past. I know it's silly, they've won nothing yet. Listen, they haven't even won their fir- the, the first one under Pep. But could we be talking about some long-term, serious domination of English football? <sighs> it's a great question. It's just whether the modern-day coach, like Pep Guardiola, mm. wants to hang around and, and, and stay more than three years, Rob. You've got to be enjoying this, by the way, Rob. I'm sure he's enjoying it, but I, I just get a sense, you know, he might want to go into a different challenge. Mm. Does he want to go and coach in, in Italy or, do some, or, or, or another challenge? So... I, I think he could. It's a young team, brilliant mm. manager. I'm sure that the hierarchy of Man City would love to keep him there. Um, and, and time will tell. But yeah. again, this team looks special, mm. uh, uh, extraordinary. Fifth, was it 16 games played? They've yeah. won 15 of 16 in the and Premier League. They've Everton. gone to the champions and won at Chelsea. Yeah. They've gone to the their biggest rivals, Man United, and mm. won there. They're answering all the questions that we put forward to them. And, yeah. and I guess the winter and all the games coming up, as maybe it's going to give them more questions and, and, and potentials, but then I've got a big cushion now, Rob, in 11 yeah. points. Are we, I mean, it feels crazy this to, to even say about it in yeah. December, mm. uh, but is it? I mean, it, is it over? Listen, 11 point gap basically means, Rob, that I, I, I with a great goal difference, as yeah, with a great difference. Yeah. You're basically got, I think, gonna have to lose five or six games in 22. In, in 22. But that's on the basis that everybody else wins all their games. Pretty much, yeah. So, so it, it just ain't going to happen. They're not going to. This team cannot fall that short with the quality, with the drive, with the youthfulness, with the competition for places. It ain't going to happen, Rob. Yeah, that was great. We uh, we couldn't wait for that game, mm. and it didn't disappoint in so many ways. Um, but let's move on to another derby that happened before that game. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool at home against Everton. My goodness, there's a lot of talking well, points in this yeah. as well, Rob. They yeah. finished one-one. Um, quickly, I, the team for Liverpool. Yeah, six changes. Um, so two of the Fab Four started, Salah and, and, and Mane. Coutinho, Firmino on the bench. Dominic Solanke giving the, the lone striking role. Yeah. Uh, as a lo- as Oxlade-Chamberlain played, played, played as well. Oxlade-Chamberlain played as well. 
just is there any way is there any way that that's okay is there any way that that's okay um well there is a way that that's okay that 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 Firmino and Coutinho might have said that we're feeling knocks we've got muscle fatigue I'm a bit tired and he says actually I'm I'm not so you're okay with it if it comes from the player if it comes from the player and he said boss I'm a little bit tired after the I don't think it does after seven nil winning I think I think Philip Coutinho is one of those players who wants to play in big games. I think give him the choice, play me in the derby or play me West Bromwich Albion in the, ne- the next game they've got, they've got coming yeah, up. On Wednesday, yeah. On Wednesday, and I think he says, I'll play the derby every week. So, when I was doing the team sheets today, in my head I'm thinking, Jurgen Klopp's made a bit of a gamble here. Mm. One, I'm thinking from Everton's point of view, I'm looking at team sheets going, got a chance, got a chance, yeah. by the way. I'll take a boost from that. Yeah. yeah. The second thing is I'm thinking... You must win this game. If you don't win this game, people mm. are going to question yep. how and why you've made these decisions. And he, I didn't particularly like some of the questions that were being asked him in, uh, of him at, at the end today. Mm. One of those things that I sh- uh, I'm assuming in time we may, we may or may not learn. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hear from Jurgen Klopp in a minute, but just just before that, I yeah. mean, it's he's talking about a penalty that we'll talk about as well. Yeah. Um, just just on the team again, Firmino played 72 minutes. Uh, in the week Correct. in the Champions League so you'd think that he, he didn't play the full game yeah. he, sh- he, he should okay, start he? Yeah. And, and I just think without Firmino the rhythm and the understanding and the chemistry that we, we love watching because mm. the interchange etc is so good wasn't there today I thought it was a little bit of a struggle yeah. um, but they, they get their goal and of course the equalising goal is a penalty dispatched by Wayne Rooney very coolly yeah, confident. Uh, with confidence yeah. and, with, and with, a, with real ability there but it was a penalty and, you know, we've looked at it a million times and there's a push in the back from Dalian Lovren mm. on uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. And this is what Jurgen Klopp said afterwards when he was asked about it. For you, 100% not a penalty? Or does Dalian Lovren, no, not, does he not need to make no, the decision? No, no, it's not a case of blaming nothing, him. No, does he not need to make the challenge, though? He doesn't make a challenge. Calvert-Lewin makes a step in his thing. But does, does and there's hands on the back. The hand is like this on the back. You saw it. If you think it's a penalty, then do it. Say it. Say it. It's a penalty in your opinion. Is it I a would, penalty uh, in your opinion? Okay. If you want my it, my opinion, doesn't matter. I would say soft. My, obviously, my opinion doesn't matter as well. So, but well, of course, your opinion matters. Does it change anything? No, but we can't me. change do anything in the interview, can we? If you say so far, it's a penalty or not. I think it's soft, but I think it is a penalty. Ha, ha, ha. Then we can stop the interview because I only want to talk to people who they have a little bit of understanding of football. Sorry, I'm really... I, I know you're angry, but there are people who played a lot of football matches in our studio who also think it's a penalty. Oh, then sorry, I'm wrong. You're all right. Yeah. And I, tell you, I, I didn't say that. Proper. Yes, that's what you said. No, I didn't when say you were wrong. When all the people... Ah, when all the other people are right, then I must be wrong. Brilliant. I mean, that's Jurgen Klopp. He's craziest, obviously, bristling a little bit. Let, let's get to the penalty, the penalty incident first, and, and we'll give our opinion. Did I think it was a, a, a penalty? Not hundred percent. No. So I, I'm, I'm saying no. But do I understand why the referee gave it? Absolutely yes. And I'll tell you why. Diane Lovren, who's had some difficult moments this season, uh, again. Gets himself in a situation where he puts his hands on the back of an attacker mm. in his 18-yard box. Mm. Feeling that pressure and sort of riding the, the challenge and the opportunity, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, goes to ground. The referee is about 15, 20 yards from the inter, but looking at it down the line. 
I think he sees the hands of a defender on the back of a forward, a forward go to ground with enough what looks like force, and he gives a penalty kick. So I think he feels that Dayan Lovren has pushed Calvert-Lewin to the floor, and that's why he gives a penalty kick. Now, Dayan Lovren has to be more careful and make sure that he's not making contact or not looking like he's making contact with Calvert-Lewin I think, to, to get away with that one. And that's why, as much as Jurgen Klopp's going to argue the point, and maybe you want to argue the point as well, I can understand why the referee did it, because it's clumsy play by Dayan Lovren. I'm not going to disagree with that description, Rob. Um, the only thing I would disagree with is when a referee is not sure if there's been a push, then don't blow the whistle, because that's a free shot from 12 yards, and all, I'm not even going to say, you know, because it doesn't matter what game it is. No. And we saw the angle, and I yeah. get you. The hands Does are the on hands the back. Does the hands on the back, yeah. Does yeah, that not that, make a difference? I, I, I think it's... it's I, I think the referee sees that. And, of mm. course, when a player goes over... I yeah. mean, I mean, Calvert-Lewin went to ground very quickly, very easy, felt the hands and went over, yeah. which I don't like. I'll be honest with you. I don't like it. But we're seeing it more and more uh, times in, in, mm -hmm. in, in top-flight football all around the world, by the way. But as the referee, please be sure, be sure, be sure there's a foul there or an assistant or somebody's telling you, right, that, that's just a penalty because I just don't, it's just not, to, to give something like that in a game like that, I, for me, you've got to be sure. And I don't think it was enough contact for it to be a penalty. Mm. But I get, and I think you make a good point, that when you put hands on a back, it's clumsy. Mm. Lovren shouldn't have done it. I mean, I, I've, I've criticised Lovren a lot for what mm. he's done for Liverpool. I'm just not in this... In this podcast right now, I don't feel that it's the right time to mm. criticise him for this because clumsy and he shouldn't have put the hands up. Yes, but that wasn't enough contact for a penalty kick, in my opinion. Well, we can agree to slightly disagree yeah. on that one. But was this another case of a manager slightly using the penalty situation to deflect away from, from those six changes from... I mean, Dominic Solanke, who has been brought into the football club from Chelsea... Hasn't scored yet this season. Had nine appearances. I think it's six. It, 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 it might only be four or five starts, but mm. you know, it's still to come. And he's a young player who's going to get better. But he took a lot of responsibility on his shoulders today in a, in a, in a big derby game. You, I almost felt he handed a bit of an advantage to Sam and his team mm. today. And yeah. at one 0 Rob, they didn't get the job done. Mane has a great chance to 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 pass the ball to one of two or three teammates and make it two 0 That didn't happen. And then they got caught by. Yes, they were in possession. Yes, they were in reasonable control, but they were always open to a counter-attack. And let, credit to Sam well, Let's, talk, by let's the way. talk Everton. I mean, credit to Sam what a, good, what a good team he picked. What a good adjustments he made at half-time, by the way, for yeah. putting, for switching Rooney in behind, he played Davies a 4 off. 2 3 yes, one Because yeah. that goal, of Correct. course, hurt them. And mm -hmm. he changed his system, and they came back into the game, and Lennon came on to add some pace on the right-hand yeah. side, Rooney more centrally. Uh, and he got the job done. He's a he's a man for the big occasion. There's something about Sam right now, and I wrote in, in my notes uh, this morning. When before Sam got to Everton, people were saying Everton could go down this year. They're one of those teams. Yeah. Sam has taken over the football club, and everyone's saying no chance. They're, they're fine. That's what happens when you appoint a manager with experience who knows what he's doing, who can work with the team and set them up. Listen. They knew what it was going to be like today. It, it was going to be you know, having to defend, be dogged, throw body, bodies in front of the ball, wait for opportunity, as you said, set the team up perfectly, yeah. gets his penalty kick. It, it's not the, the, the sweet science that some Everton fans would want and maybe they're, they're hoping to in the future. Yeah. But you know what, at the moment? 
this strong building block to a team to start doing okay. Foundations. He's been exactly. with the foundation there. And he's got other players, the ones that played in the uh, yeah, Europa, Europa League, League on yeah. Thursday. You know, you've got Schneider on the bench. You've got yeah. Lukman, who did so great uh, against Limassol in, in Cyprus there. You've, got, you've still got Vlasic to come in. Um, Davy Klassen. So he's got a lot of sorting out to do with his squad, yeah. but you can't fault his first steps in building a team that's much harder to play against, that's much harder to score against. And when he's happier with that, then you'd, you'd imagine that he's going to try and be a little bit more progressive and play a little bit more football and start to get Everton confident and playing again. I mean, they're 10th in the league table right now, Rob, which yeah, is, absolutely. you know, no, no trouble, no drama. They're going to be safe. It's just, can he now progress to a point where he gets Everton playing in a, in a, in a nice manner? Yeah, but Sam will be delighted with absolutely the point delighted. coming away from Anfield. He, he won there. In April with Crystal Palace, he got to point with Everton. Sam, Sam's doing his stuff as we expected. Let's, let's move to, to the, the, the final game that we, have, we talked about on Sunday. It was, it was the first game. It was Arsenal kind of being Arsenal for the first at least 45 minutes in the game. Where Sloppy start, Rob. I mean, we're, we're into the game. We're, we're two, three minutes on the clock. We'd done a preview pregame about Charlie Austin and his ability in and around the 18-yard box to, to get goals. Charlie Austin's nowhere near the quickest player in the league. Nowhere near the strongest or the most powerful. Or the most skillful. Or skillful. But he's going to create and run onto opportunities if they're there. Per Mertesacker makes one mistake with a clearance, falls over in a second challenge. Charlie Austin gets who gets an opportunity. Within two minutes, they were 1-0 down, Rob. Within five minutes, they could have been 2-0 down. Charlie Austin goes through in a one-on-one and Petr Cech makes a good save. So typical of Arsenal, starting games in a sloppy manner, as they did against Manchester United, where they couldn't come back. Yes, they get the get-out-of-jail card, their plan G, Giroud, to come off the bench yep. and get to a goal. But how can, how can this team continue to be ambitious when they start games in a relaxed second gear? Oh, we'll get warmed up to it. And we've got three great forwards, Lacazette, Ozil and, and Alexis, who can score us out of trouble. Rob... It's just, you know, where, where are we with the same <laughs> old Arsenal? Well, it's funny, you know, because <clears throat> I, I admire Arsene Wenger and Arsenal because I've been, you know, I, I've been critical of, of this team and the manager for, for a long time now, and they still manage to, to play games where I'm like, I come onto our podcast, I'm like, that was good. Mm. That was North really London, good. North London Derby. North London Derby, wow. Rob, was, was brilliant. I mean, a, an excellent performance from every yeah. uh, aspect of, of the match against a really good side. And then we say, you know what? Oh, we've seen this before. They go to Burnley away, yeah. and they'll all fall down. They win the game with mm. an Alexis penalty. They beat, they beat Huddersfield 5-0. Mm. And you start to think, okay, maybe, so this is a, maybe this is a different Arsenal. And, uh, and then they play like this, where they start as if they're still on the bus, that they've just arrived at the stadium 20 minutes ago, and they're thrown out there. Um, and Per Mertesacker... Uh, again, I said it earlier, and, and he's been a brilliant footballer. He's had a great career. He's won, I think, everything there is to win in the mm. game, pretty much. Um, but he shouldn't be playing now. He can't run. He can't, he can't sprint. He looks awkward. So is, it, so is that his fault or the manager? I mean, why, why is he... You know, well, I, I think he was Rob an important Holding, player. Rob, Rob Holding, I think, played in the, in the week. In, in, he in, did. In the Europa League. So he's yeah, a young... they got Callum Chambers Callum there. Chambers, they're yeah. young centre-backs. Why, why are they not given chance? i got no idea. I mean, he's, he said as well this week that he prefers a back four to a back five. Yeah. This, but he feels the players he's got right now, it suits a back five. I don't think so. Not when you haven't got Mustafi there and you have to play uh, Per Mertesacker. So, you know, that, that was stunning to me. And I, I guess my frustration with Arsenal is almost complete. 
It's almost complete where don't I've give given up. up. Don't I have get, given don't, up. Don't, don't, I have given don't up. do that. And you, you, you wear Arsenal pajamas. You've got to admit we, 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 that there's we, no point keeping we, them. We've got 18 more months in Arsenal we trust. And then Arsenal can maybe look for, 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 for bigger why things. We've got why, 18 why more Why didn't months. they move on? Why didn't they move on from Arsene Wenger and thank him very much for a tremendous service over a period of time, but, but grab somebody else that's more progressive, that's more in touch, yeah, and it's going to produce a balanced I, football team. I just think where we are with the 18 months, it's on a slightly more serious note, the, the, the backer said today at the end of the game for Arsenal, you know, should Arsenal be pleased with a point? And I kind of said to her, this is Arsenal Football Club Bex, which should be challenging for titles, first of all, at the moment. So we've done that down to now saying top four. We're now going away to a team like Spurs, like Southampton. We're only four points above the relegation zone today. And we're now saying, well, that's a good point at, at Southampton. Can, if, I, can I read out my favourite quote, pre-season quote? Our, our thoughts this summer and next season are on a sustained title challenge. Amen to Arsene. Arsene Wenger said that. Amen. By keeping, by not selling those star players of Ozil and particularly Alexis, turning down millions I, for Alexis to say, you know what? I think might have been at the time. Sorry? I knocked Slade Chamberlain, I think. Yeah, I, he said, listen, we're going to keep them. I know we're gonna, we might lose, lose financially, but it, we are going to go for the title. And where are they right now? They're, they're fifth uh, right now, millions of points away from Manchester City. So it's oh, just, it's just disappointing. Don't stop beating up on my Arsenal. Oh. It's... In Arsenal, we trust Arsenal. We've got 18 months. We're going to hang in there. So that's it from us on Double Derby Day. We want to hear from you, our listeners. So firstly, rate and review the, the show by downloading the two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you like. But more importantly, tell us what team you support and why. And we'll read out the best two or three sponsors on our next podcast. So Pep pips Josie in the big one at Old Trafford as Manchester City put an 11-point gap between them and the chasing pack. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.